Start selling on Shopify today. Go to shopify.com slash CNN for a $1 per month trial. Hey there. Welcome to the Sunday edition of CNN 5 Things. I'm David Ryan. It's fairly obvious that presidents do a lot of important things. I know I'm not breaking news there, but those who follow Washington really closely, they say that one of the most consequential things a president can do, something that can cement their legacy, is nominate a Supreme Court justice. Good afternoon. President Biden got that chance last month after Justice Stephen Breyer announced his retirement. And in making his pick, he made history. For too long, our government, our courts, haven't looked like America. And I believe it's time that we have a court that reflects the full talents and greatness of our nation. Biden fulfilled a campaign promise by selecting Katanji Brown Jackson, the first black woman ever to be nominated to the court. She still needs to be confirmed, though, and those hearings begin tomorrow. Let's get you ready for this by spending five minutes with CNN legal analyst Joan Biskupic. She covers the Supreme Court for us. And Joan, can we just step back a second for those of us who, you know, don't cover the ins and outs of the federal court system every day? Who is Katanji Brown Jackson? You know, it's funny you just said that about the ins and outs of the federal court system, because she's actually been at every level of the federal court system, uh, except for the Supreme Court now. Mm. She's 51 years old. She's now on the U.S. Court of Appeals for the D.C. Circuit, which is a known stepping stone to the Supreme Court. She would be the first black woman ever to sit on the Supreme Court in its 233-year history. Uh, It's sort of like the Oliver Wendell Holmes quote, that the life of the law is not logic, it's experience. And so I've experienced life uh, in, in perhaps a different way than some of my colleagues because of who I am. The other thing that's interesting about Judge Jackson, not only will she make history as the first black woman ever to be uh, a justice, she also has distinctive background as a public defender. Hmm. When I have to sentence someone, and I've sentenced more than 100 people, uh, at, uh, to date, I always tell them, I explain to them, this is why your behavior was so harmful to society that Congress thought that it had to be made a crime. We'd have to go all the way back to Thurgood Marshall in 1967 for a justice who has a background in representing the poor, the disenfranchised uh, criminal defendants. Mm. So this that is in itself quite historic. Because it's only if people understand what they've done, why it's wrong, and what will happen to them if they do it again, that they can really start to rehabilitate. So there is a direct line from my, my defender service to what I do on the bench, and I think it's, it's beneficial. These hearings now that are going to be taking place this week, what are they going to look like? Uh, what should we be listening out for? First of all, this is such an unusual time with the Russian invasion of Ukraine playing out with such urgency. I'm sure that will distract. And Judge Jackson is not really controversial, other than that she's an appointee of Joe Biden. Uh, She's already been confirmed by the Senate Judiciary Committee three times for three different posts, uh, including last year. And there's an adage in confirmation politics that each confirmation picks up from the last one. But the hearings for the Trump appointees were so distinct in their own ways. Judge Garland was denied a hearing, and this vacancy has been in place for well over a year. Neil Gorsuch got a seat that uh, 
many thought was going to go to Merrick Garland back in 2016 and 17. Dr. Ford. With what degree of certainty do you believe Brett Kavanaugh assaulted you? 100%. Brett Kavanaugh's hearings were dominated by the sexual assault charges that he categorically denied, but everyone remembers those as being so different when it comes to nomination politics. What you want to do is destroy this guy's life, hold this seat open. Boy, y'all want power. God, I hope you never get it. And then, of course, Amy Coney Barrett was raced through and confirmed just a week before the November 2020 election. So compared to all of those, this one for Judge Jackson should be very tame. Yeah, I feel like we haven't had a quote-unquote normal hearing um, in, in this realm for quite a while. Well, you know that you say that, it just occurred to me that we'd have to go back, frankly, to 2010. And that was the nomination of Elena Kagan uh, put up by President Obama. That was the last time we had anything that was sort of a, uh, in the normal course of things, uh, Senate confirmation for a Supreme Court appointee. And so you mentioned she is not controversial and she has been meeting with senators, you know, for a while now, kind of getting ready for these hearings. How has she been received by them? Well, first of all, Democrats have given her glowing reviews, including uh, key votes like Joe Manchin of West Virginia. Uh, She has, uh, for our listeners, I can mention two decisions that she was part of that will will probably be featured, but they'll also show you why they they don't have that much to work with. She ruled in two cases involving former President Trump and House Committee efforts to seek testimony and records from the former president. In one, the House Judiciary Committee was looking into uh, possible Trump obstruction of uh, special counsel Robert Mueller's Russia investigation and had subpoenaed uh, Don McGahn, the former White House counsel. And she said that Don McGahn should have to testify on that. And then more recently, sitting on the D.C. Circuit, Judge Jackson joined a decision that uh, let the House Select Committee investigating the January 6th rampage at the Capitol uh, allow the committee to obtain Trump White House materials from the National Archives. So she's got those two rulings that could be somewhat controversial, but they're actually not. It's just that they involved very, you know, yeah. uh, hot Aussie topics. topics. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, so what's happened is that she's been getting all these glowing reviews from Democrats. Clarity, I have to say, I, I, I left the room with some concerns, and certainly her, her record on criminal law as it relates to the detainees and her representation. Republicans have so, so far not settled on a single theme, although some have been trying to paint her as part of the radical left or in favor of court packing and being, quote, soft on crime. That's what I'm trying to figure out, though. You say she's not controversial. She kind of follows the book here. But you're getting all these attacks from Republicans here. Is there is there any truth to any of that stuff? Not really. And I'll tell you it, what it reveals is that they're struggling with their message right now. She's not giving mm. them much to work with. She doesn't have a controversial lower court record. She's handled you know a lot of real bread and butter type issues. Uh, nothing that, that jumps out that immediately gives us a, a case that we know is going to be a flashpoint. I want to start with something uh, that Republican Senator Roger Wicker said yesterday about Biden's promise to appoint a black woman. One other thing about Republicans as they struggle for what kind of message they want to put forth uh, at these hearings is that they're walking a pretty tricky line because this is so historic. The first black woman nominated to the Supreme Court in its 233-year history. The irony is that the Supreme Court 
is at the very same time hearing cases about uh, about this sort of affirmative racial <laughs> discrimination. Yes. And, 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 and while adding someone who is the beneficiary of, uh, of this sort of quote, uh, the, the majority of the court may be uh, saying uh, writ large, it's unconstitutional. We'll see how that irony works out. They don't want to look in any way like they're racist as they challenge her. And you can feel that that's, that's in the backdrop of uh, sort of a, a sense of caution on their part. The midterms are coming up. You know, so the uh, Republicans and Democrats sometimes use the forum of Senate Judiciary Committees for their own political messages. And that's why some of the racially tinged uh, atmosphere also is, you know, presents, as I say, a, a trap heading toward the elections. But I have to say, what's more important overall is how much we have a transformed Supreme Court. We have a six to three conservative dominance now, a supermajority, and that's making all the difference on abortion rights, voter protections, religious liberties. Yeah, a lot of big cases that could come up um, later in the spring and the summer with big decisions. All right, uh, Joan Biskubic, thanks so much for the preview. Thank you. We'll be right back. Welcome back. Here's something else happening this week. It's being called an extraordinary NATO summit, and President Biden will be there. The White House says Biden will travel to Brussels, Belgium this week to take part in the meeting with NATO leaders on Thursday to discuss the war in Ukraine. He'll also join a European Council meeting. The Sunday edition of CNN Five Things is produced by Paula Ortiz and me, David Rind. Our production manager is Matt Dempsey. Our senior producer is Mohammed Darwish. Our supervising producer is Greg Peppers. And the executive producer of CNN Audio is Megan Marcus. We'll be back with regular Five Things updates tomorrow morning. Remember, you can get them on your smart speaker or wherever you get your podcasts. I'll talk to you next time.